Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Let's go. Sports Variety and Strife with James Liebling. Up next. Saturday edition of Sports Variety and Strife. Uh, today we will be discussing the NBA. The and Wednesday begins the preseason games. Uh, that will be the 22nd, and then about a week later, on the 30th, will be the start of the NBA restart. With the Clippers and the Lakers being one of the first two games to be played, actually one of only two. Uh, uh, one of two, one of the only two games on the 30th, and of course, uh, on the Thursday, we're going to uh, get into baseball season. It's just uh, five short days away. NBA season, of course, 12 days away, a week later. But we're going to get into the today. We're going to discuss schedule the schedules the eight-game schedules for the Eastern Conference teams. On Wednesday, it'll be the Western Conference teams. There are significantly more Western Conference teams than Eastern Conference teams, but today we'll do the uh, Eastern Conference teams. Then on Saturday, we'll probably get baseball. We'll start by the end, so maybe we'll... Uh, we're going to be... We'll go into baseball. And... But... I feel that there's a... I don't know. There's a less pressing need, I guess, to discuss baseball, given that there's a six, there's a 60-game schedule before the playoffs start. Whereas, uh, it is far, it is farther away, the start of the NBA season, but there's only going to be an eight-game restart. So, that's kind of why I picked the to discuss the NBA. But before we do that, quiz time, right? Quiz time, quiz time, quiz time, quiz time, quiz time. Last time, it was actually a baseball one. We were talking about the signing of Yasiel Puig by the Atlanta Braves. We asked, well, when was the last time he actually batted above 290? Now, I mean, of course, I don't think the Atlanta Braves expect a whole lot from Puig considering it was just a one-year contract. But nevertheless, unfortunately, Puig is... Really flamed out. Uh, let's look at his batting batting average. In 2013, that was when he played 104 games and burst up on the scene. It was 319. It was uh, 15th. It was 15th MVP voting and second in the Rookie of the Year voting. 2014, he was an All Star. His only All Star appearance. Batted 296. Uh, and 148 games. Okay. Then, whoo, nosedive, right? Only played 79 games in 2015. He went to 255, and then it all kind of hovered around the 250s, 260s. 2016, it was 263. 
17 the same. Um, two, 2018 it was 267. 2019 he batted 267 with the um, with the excuse me he batted 252 with the Cincinnati Reds and 297 with the Cleveland Indians. 100 games with the Reds and 49 games with the Cleveland Indians. But, yeah. Not, not, not. He's really taking a dive. His on-base percentage has been horrible. Uh, it was 391 his first year. Then 382 in 2015 when he took the nose dive. It was 322. Then it was 323, 346, 327, 327. Excuse me, not 327. Uh, it was 327 in 2018. And then in 2019 with the Reds, it was 302. And 2019 with the Cleveland Indians, it was 377. And so, pretty, pretty, pretty brutal numbers for the start that... Yasiel Pui had originally. Uh, so the last time he batted anywhere over 290 was in a year was uh, 2014. His second year. Uh, his 162 game average has been having a 277 batting average. That was, yep. Second. And this is the guy that was second in the. Rookie of the Year voting when he first came in. All right, now uh, we're this will be this was going to be the NBA. By the way, oh, at least he wasn't. Uh, at least he wasn't the number one <laughs> Rookie of the Year. Uh, that guy came to a sad ending. It was uh, Jose Fernandez from uh, the pitcher from Miami who uh, died in the boating accident in 2016 that was not that was not a good ending number four number four uh though was uh Hinjin Ryu who had a he's kind of had an up and down kind of injury laden career unfortunately I would say by far the best of the first of the top eight in the rookie of the year has been Nolan Hernado who finished seventh in the Rookie of the Year voting with zero first place points and one a grand total of one vote points. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this. 2013, number one. This is the rookie, the NL Rookie of the Year voting. Number one, Jose Fernandez. <clears throat> dead by 2016. Two, Yasiel Puig. <clears throat> Not very good. Three, Shelby Miller. Uh, not very good. <laughs> Four, Engine Ryu. Up and down. Uh, Lots of injuries. Five, Julio Tehran. Not very good. Six, Jed Jericho. Not very good. And then Nolan Arenado gets the grand total of one vote. Obviously, extremely, extremely great player. And Evan Gaddis, yeah, not particularly impressive. <laughs> AL Rookie of the Year, not really, <laughs> not really the uh, the greatest either. Will Myers came in first. 
he's been a bust with Padres. Jose Iglesias, Chris Archer, I guess he's been okay. Dan Straley. <laughs> Number five, I like this. J.B. Shuck. Oh, man, J.B. Shuck. Cody Allen. I get closer. He was wasn't was he not with the Angels and he was pretty bad was he not released from the Angels let me look up and then Martin Perez and David Luff who I've never even heard of that person man 2013 was a barren year for, at least for rookies I mean the only the uh, Nolan Arenado that's about it if you have when you, once once you know you have uh, J.B. Shuck, I mean, granted, he only gets four first-place votes, and, and Will Myers was the runaway winner in the American League with 131 first-place votes. Next dude had... Or 131 points. The next dude had 80. Once you know you have J.B. Shuck coming in fifth, at least in the AL, that's not very good. Not very good. And it was, I, I guess the NL, NLs were maybe a little bit better, but still. 2013, man, was a barren year. Barren, barren year. Yeah, 2000, yeah, he was with the Angels. He had two losses. And, yeah, the 626 ERA. <laughs> not, 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 not very good. 20, 25, 25 games. 23 innings pitch. 24 hits. 16 runs. 16 earned runs. And 9 home runs. Ouch. Yeah, this is the guy they signed to be the closer. I mean, he had been with the Cleveland for his whole career, and I guess he was um, decent until that, until that until 2018. Still. Ouch, 2013 was a bad, bad year. Okay, enough about enough about baseball. Let's get to basketball. Uh, so, uh, Clippers are coming up. We all know that they have a pretty darn good shot of winning their first NBA title. So I decided, let's, you know what, let's ask it when it all, when this thing all started. So, about a month ago. June 25th, uh, 2009, and June 25th, 2013, two monumental people joined the Clippers organization. Uh, have had a great hand in turning around the fortunes of the Clippers. One was June 25th, 2009, and the other June 25th, 2013. So, who were these two people? Uh, one of them is still with the Clippers. The other one is not. So, what happened on June 25th, 2009 and June 25th, 2013 that the Clippers were able to bring on board? Or, who were the two people that, two persons, excuse me, that the Clippers brought on board mo monumental importance to the Clippers and paid a Key roles. One of them continues to play a key role in bringing out 
bringing about the current success that the Clippers now enjoy. All right. So, catch my, excuse me, not that one. Talk sports with James at gmail.com. If you want to enter your two answers, go please go ahead, by all means. If you are the first one to do so, you will get a free tie. Or if you're, if you're the first one to answer correctly, you will get a free tie. Talk sports with James at gmail.com. All right, let's get into the schedule for the Eastern Conference. Now, let's go for... We'll go uh, one through nine. Those are the there are nine teams from the Eastern Conference being represented in this thing. Uh, we'll look at their schedule starting with Milwaukee and ending with the tw- with the great twenty four and forty Washington Wizards. Okay, so what about it? Milwaukee, okay. The 31st, they face the Celtics. Then they go to the Rockets, Nets, Miami Heat, Dallas Mavericks, Toronto Raptors, Washington Wizards, and Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, so out of those teams, there should be about three pretty tough games. I'm looking at the Celtics, the Rockets, and the Raptors. Especially the, let's put it this way. Uh, Milwaukee is not does not have a terribly great incentive to play all that hard. <laughs> they are uh, quite a bit ahead of everybody else, and I guess I guess they want to they would want to uh, keep in front of the Lakers for. Although I guess they wouldn't even want they don't even have an incentive to do that. There's I mean there's no uh, home court advantage. But they're fifty-three and twelve. Toronto is forty-six and eighteen. <laughs> Six games behind in the lost column. Eight games remaining. They've got the number one seed like locked up. Uh, they're they're only now they're only two games behind the lost column or two games ahead of the lost column of the Lakers. So it's not really going to make a whole heck of a lot of difference. Uh, no home court advantage or anything. So who cares? Uh, the only the only thing would be seeding, and by the time, who cares about the Western Conference? Because they have no control over that. So they've got Milwaukee Bucks has got everything locked up. Uh, they do, don't really have an incentive to play very hard. Boston Celtics, Houston Rockets, yeah, they would. Uh, so now they now uh, Wizards, obviously they're going to beat. Mavericks, that'll be a tough game. He play nice defense. That'll be tough. Brooklyn Nets. Now the and the Brooklyn Nets and the Memphis Grizzlies. They might uh, they might be giving them t- uh, people. They might be giving the Milwaukee Bucks a tough fight, just because they will be uh, desperate. Brooklyn is thirty and thirty four. Orla- they're in the seventh seed in the East, and Orlando was thirty and thirty-five, the AC. Now, they so they'll be toughing it. They Brooklyn will not be wanting to face Milwaukee. They would probably want to face Toronto or Boston. But Boston is three games behind in the last column in the third seed. 
So, Brooklyn, it's basically going to be Brooklyn or Orlando uh, facing, uh, battling for the seventh, who's going to get the seventh seed. I mean, Washington is 24 and 40, Orlando's 30 and 35. So, Brooklyn's going, Brooklyn's going to have a, be very spirited. And, as we all know, they beat the uh, Lakers in the last game before the shutdown started, 104 to 102. And so, the, I expect that'll be a tough game. Memphis is going to be equally spirited. I'm going to be guessing right now they're in the eighth seed. Um, they are 32 and 33. Portland is in the ninth. They're 29 and 37. So they're going to have. They'll probably be fighting for their playoff lives. Um, and of and uh, so that's going to be a tough game. It's, it's, that's going to be the last game. So really, the only gimme game for the Milwaukee Bucks, I would say, is going to be the Washington Wizards, because by that point, the Wizards going to be out of it. Probably going to be out of it anyway. Um, I could see, and what, what with the Milwaukee Bucks not really having a whole heck of a lot to play for, and and stuff probably being weird, considering the fact that. Uh, People are going to be getting their sea legs under them. I'm going to be... I don't... I definitely see the possibility of them going maybe 6-2 and two or 5-3. and three. Um, Maybe dropping one of the Brooklyn... Either, either the Nets or the Grizzlies. Maybe the Raptors. And one of, one of two of the Celtics or Rockets. And possibly the Mavericks. So that'll That'll be interesting to see. I will not... Not that that's going to really make me believe in anything any any less than the Milwaukee Bucks, and that they're going to get to the NBA Finals, but six and two, five and three, not would not be surprising for uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, how about the Toronto Raptors? Now they do have something to play for. Uh, I would, I they play the Lakers, obviously a tough game. The Heat, the Magic, not tough. The Celtics, the Grizzlies, the Bucks, 76ers, and they end with the Nuggets. Now, so that seems to be pretty darn tough schedule. Lakers, Celtics, Celtics it should be a good game. Bucks, 76ers, and Nuggets are all going to be very tough. So they have six marquee matchups. Heat, they're good. They're going to be tough. Uh, they could definitely lose, but I'm going to give the favorite to the Raptors. Grizzlies, they better win if they, if they want to stay alive and not see the number three, two spot to the Celtics and Magic, of course, they're going to. They should beat. Lakers, I expect them to win. Um, I don't see that the Lakers really have a whole heck of a lot to play for either. Also, the fact that they're probably going to be trying to try new stuff out. I mean, their backcourt is decimated. What with Rajon Rondo being out for the being out for the until some point in the playoffs with the thumb, broken thumb. Um, Avery Bradley's sitting out, so other people are going to have to step up. Also, again, they don't really have a whole 
heck of a lot to play for. They're pretty much locked into the number one spot. I mean, the Clippers are 44 and 20, uh, and the Lakers are 49 and 14. So, and with eight games to go, I don't see them catching them. So, not a whole lot to play for for the Lakers. And again, they're, they're going to have to be experimenting. That being said, they still do have LeBron James and AD. So, what do I see the Toronto Raptors doing? I see them beating the Lakers and Bucks. Um, I think they're better than the 76ers. Nuggets is going to be a toss-up. Grizzlies, they'll win. Celtics, a toss-up. Heat and Magic, they win. So, I, I have a feeling the Toronto Raptors are going to do well. Um, may I say they? I say they go. I say, I say they're going to win at least six games, and the Celtics and Denver Nuggets are going to be a toss-up. So I see, the, I see them doing very well. Now, next up, Boston Celtics. As I said, they they are right behind the. Toronto Raptors, they are uh, three games behind. Now that's that's, I went. I'm not going to say that's right behind because that's going to be tough with to overcome. Uh, still, they do have it. They do have some sort of a shot. So they play the Bucks, Trailblazers. They should beat Heat. They should beat Nets. They should beat Raptors. Uh, Orlando Magic is next after the Raptors. They should beat the Grizzlies as well. And they end with Washington. So they have an easy, feasy schedule, unlike the Raptors. So they do have a shot. Uh, I mean, they're only tough games of the Bucks and the Raptors. Uh, and the Heat is is kind of the Heat. Well, the Heat. You gotta respect the Heat. You gotta respect the Heat. But yeah, man, the Celtics, easy, feasy. They should crew well. They can't play like they're going to cruise, but that's a uh, that's not that's not difficult. Let's just say that. Okay, the Heat are two games. They're two games behind the Boston Celtics as far as wins. Three games in the loss column behind. Uh, Boston is forty-three and twenty-one. Miami's forty-one and twenty-four. So they do have a. Sh they have a shot as well. They're not that far behind. They're not that far behind. So what do they have? Nuggets are going to be tough. Raptors tough. Celtics tough. Bucks tough. Suns. Suns can surprise you. Uh, they can get that high-powered offense going. They can't score you. Pacers. Not bad. Not bad. Thunder. Not bad. And Pacers again. Mm. Yeah. So they they're gonna they're gonna be waiting through tough waters. Uh, would not be surprised if they go four and four, maybe even three and five. Uh, I do not see them. I do, I don't with that schedule. I do not see them overtaking the Boston Celtics. That is just that's just too tough of a schedule. How about Indiana Pacers? Indiana, by the way, is. Fifth, obviously, they're 39 and 26, so they are two games behind the Miami Heat. Oh, so that's ah, that's why they're having them play twice. Okay, that, 
Keep your eye on that one. Uh, 76ers, Wizards, Magic, Suns, Lakers, Heat, Rockets, Heat. Ooh. Okay. I see these people have a much e okay, these people have a much easier schedule than the Heat. I can see them overtaking easily overtaking the um easily overtaking the Miami Heat. What do, who do the Heat have? Uh obviously it's Eric Spolster's the coach. Pat Riley's the uh, uh executive. But there's Bam out of bio Jimmy Butler, obviously. Not a whole lot of uh, star players. But, of course, the, and Andre Godala. Their defense is pretty, is what they hang their hat on. Indiana, likewise. Not a whole lot of great stars either. Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon. They have, have T.J. Leaf of happy UCLA memories of the Lonzo Ball memory. That team. That'll be that'll be an interesting battle. There are two nice teams that are not going to be competing for the championship, but they're fun to watch. They're good teams. Uh, they can they're gonna they can maybe do an upset or two. Uh, they'll be they'll be interesting to watch. I feel the Indiana Pacers are going to overtake the. Miami Heat. Now, what about the Philadelphia 76ers? What are they going to do? Uh, they are sixth. They're 39-26. Now, Indiana, Miami, <laughs> it's not going to probably make a whole heck of a lot of difference. Um, yeah, they're four or five, so I'm not really sure that anybody cares. Uh, Philadelphia, though, they could... Uh, they could they are also 39-26, so maybe they're going to be overtaking somebody. So, in fact, maybe it would make a difference. Um, they play the Pacers, the Spurs, the Wizards, the Magic, the Trailblazers, the Suns, the Raptors, and the Houston Rockets. So they have an easy schedule as well. Uh, tough games would be the Raptors and Rockets. Oh, and of course, the Pacers. But Spurs... Not particularly impressive. Wizards, of course, as I said, are 24 and 40. Magic, under 500, 30 and 35. Trailblazers, under 500, 29 and 37. And Suns, under 500. So, at 30, 26 and 39. Phoenix, okay, I see Miami dropping all the way to 6th. And it'll be interesting to see with what happens with Philadelphia and Indiana, I'd see them as the four and five seeds. Next, Brooklyn Nets. This is where the big drop-off starts in the Eastern Conference. Brooklyn is, as I said, is 30 and 34. Orlando is 30 and 35. And Washington is 24 and 40. Uh, I I don't know. I doubt there's going to be a playing game for the <laughs> Eastern Conference. And quite fr frankly, these are just lousy teams. So who really cares? <laughs> Now, uh, they play the Magic, the Wizards, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Kings, the Clippers, the Magic, and the Trailblazers. Okay. Uh, okay, so they play the Magic twice. No surprise there. 
they'll be battling for the seventh and eighth seeds, and who, nobody wants to be in the eighth seed because you're going to be facing. Everyone, would, I'm sure, would rather face the Toronto Raptors than the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. So, but let's let's hope they beat the Wizards. Come on, the Wizards. 16 games under 500, please. Milwaukee Bucks, yeah, Celtics. Kings, they have a shot at beating. Let's hope, at least. <laughs> Clippers, hopefully, Clippers, hopefully they don't beat the Clippers. And Trailblazers, yeah. They can beat them, too, but Trailblazers can also beat them. Uh, I would say Trailblazers probably have more motivation because... Well, maybe not, because they might—they probably—they might be out of it by the time that by the time the end of the season rolls around. But with the whole playing games, and you have to be within four games of the eighth seed, that uh, you know, we'll see. They could still be in the race to do that playing game. Uh, so they're, they're probably not beating the Bucks or the Celtics or the Clippers. But other than that. They've got five winnable games. Let's put it that way. Magic, of course, they play the Nets twice. The f that's the first game and the second to last game. And they play the Pelicans, Celtics. Or excuse me, uh, I was going backwards. Uh, let's go forwards. So they play the Nets, the Kings, the Pacers, the Raptors, the 76ers, Celtics, Nets, and Pelicans. Uh, I mean. I guess they're all winnable, but... Or, no, they're not... Well, probably not being the 76ers, Celtics, or Pacers, or Raptors, or Pelicans, or Nets, or Kings. No, just kidding. Um, they're probably losing at least four games. Pelicans, winnable, winnable. Nets, the two Nets games, I guess winnable. Uh, Kings, winnable. I mean, uh, not not going to be terribly glued to the Orlando Magic's restart season. Who is it going to be? The Orlando Magic and the Brooklyn Nets to face the Milwaukee Bucks. If I had to guess, it's going to be uh, the Orlando Magic, but not that any... <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks, if they are going, they they better show their, they better show that they're going to annihilate either one of those two teams. Let's just put it that way. Like four, four games, five at the, five at the most. I mean, it is, it is hard to sweep a team. All right, so there you have it. There's your Eastern Conference breakdown of the schedule. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to be doing the Western Conference and then Saturday, talking Dodgers. Hopefully, hopefully, nothing goes wrong with the baseball season, and we start on schedule on Thursday. And hey, maybe we'll th even throw in the Angels, and we can all praise them for having the uh, JB Shuck, the 2013 Rookie of the Year, or came in fifth in the Rookie of the Year voting. Okay. You know, I guess, I mean, it is, I don't like their roster construction. Uh, I, the, the 
I think the pitching is going to be a disaster. We'll see what the offense is like. They'll probably be a fun team to watch. They'll probably be pretty high scoring. Maybe you know, maybe they'll be giving up lots of leads. But hey, I kind of I kind of like them to do well. I mean, you got Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon seem to be pretty decent people. Nice pe- nice people. Joe Madden, same th- thing. Uh, I don't know. It'd kind of be fun to have the. I think it'd kind of be fun to have the Angels in the playoffs. Uh, but it's it's going to be a sprint. And the ALS, let's have some competition with the Astros for the uh, ALS crown. That'd be that'd be fun too. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the Angels do well. That's not that not that I lose sleep over them if they didn't. But hey, I like I like that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Okay, before I get out of here, uh, I do want to thank the Blessed Trinity and the Holy Family. My patron saints, Francis Savior, James the Greater, and also my guardian angel, and my family, my grandmother, my uncle, and finally, uh, Brian Seaman, Adam Oslin, Noah Eagle, and Michael Madden. Okay. Uh, Till Wednesday. Again, Western Conference teams schedules. Coming up on Wednesday, don't remember... Don't forget, excuse me, not don't remember, don't forget to send in your answer to two guys who joined the Clippers organization on June 25th, one in 2009 and the other in 2013. Talk sports with james at gmail.com. Bon suelo. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sports Variety and Strife. If you want to comment, please do so. Talk sports with James at gmail.com. See you next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.